0: Welcome to the Freedom Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are investing in your relationship with the Lord by listening to this message. Check out our YouTube channel for a complete log of all of our sermons. If you would like to know more about FC, visit our website at www.freedomfamily.us. God bless and remember that the best is yet to come.
1: Good morning everyone and welcome to Memorial Day weekend. We're so glad you've chosen to worship with us at this hour and that is our prayer, we want to Give thanks always for all of those who have, honestly, they've paid the ultimate price with their lives to either obtain our freedoms as a country or to preserve our freedoms. We are also grateful for those of you who have lost loved ones doing that job of of obtaining or preserving our freedoms. And so, uh, happy Memorial Day. I hope you'll take some time today or tomorrow, every day for that matter, to give thanks and to honor those who have done so much for our great country. Crazy, mixed up, twists and turns, warp speed country. Still the greatest country on earth. So we need to be thankful and we are. So God bless each of you and welcome to worship. Listen, if this is your first time at Freedom Church, we welcome you. We honor you as what we call our VIPs, very important people. And so let's give our VIPs a round of applause today, wherever you may be. Thank you for coming. Today we continue our sermon series that we began on Mother's Day. It's called Bear Fruit. It's a study of the fruits of the spirit found in Galatians 5 verse 22. Our speaker today is Adam Cannon. And Adam is, yeah, here you go. (laughs) Adam is now on our staff. You know Adam is one of our worship team members for many years actually. And now he is on our full-time ministry team. He serves in the area of young adult ministry, which is a ministry uh, developed for 18 to 30 year olds whether you're single or married and and this is something we want to give more attention and deliberate uh, attention to. He also serves as giving pastoral care and direction to our online ministry and so let me say hello to those of you joining us online. We're very very thankful for you and welcome to our worship service as well. Adam uh, as you know has a great voice. He's one of our worship team. What you may not know about Adam is that he is a masterful dad joke teller, okay? So Uh, As pastor on Mother's Day, started with love and then came up with joy. And then last week we heard from peace, today is patience. So we're talking with Adam the other day. It's like, Adam, have you always wanted to be a pastor? And he's like, no, you know, I've always wanted to be a doctor. But I don't have any patience. Yeah, not my fault. I'm introducing to you Adam Cannon. Would you welcome Adam to the stage, please, at this time?
2: I love it. I love it. You know, actually, even before I wanted to be a doctor, I wanted to be a teacher, but it turns out I also have no class. So, um... No, neither of those things are true, but they're both hilarious. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for welcoming me, allowing me to be a part of this service this morning. I'm so incredibly excited. I want to give credit where credit is due. There's been a lot of wisdom and a lot of gospel and a lot of truth that has been cultivated on this stage from behind this pulpit. And I want to honor our senior pastor, Pastor Terrell, and the First Lady, Ms. Shanda. Thank them for allowing us to do this. Very much so. So very grateful for them. Pastor Terrell has been an incredible mentor, friend, tutor, pastor. Uh, Not just your pastor, my pastor, right? So very grateful to have that as a resource. So we're going to crack open the Bible. I don't want to stand in the way of God's word any longer. And uh, I'm really excited about this. So I'm super pumped. You guys you notice I'm going to be like jumping all over the stage today. And it's kind of funny that I've got a camera that gets to follow me so I can kind of put them to the test a little bit and make a move. And that's always fun because I have both ADHD and I'm caffeinated this morning. So praise God, we're going to have a really exciting morning. I'm super pumped. Here we go. Let's dive into the Word of God. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, beginning at verse 22. This is where we get all of the, the information about these fruits of the Spirit we're covering, right? I'm super pumped. So uh, verse 22 starts off saying this, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Let's give this to the Lord. Father, we thank you so much for allowing us to come together today to dig into your word. There is so much goodness. There is so much Wisdom to be had from your word. So write that wisdom onto the tablets of our heart. May we receive the truth today about patience. May I get out of its way, and may the gospel upon the legs with which you gave it reach the hearts that are in this place this morning. We love you. We thank you. May we reach for you as you have been so gracious to reach for us. In Christ Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, so the kind of interesting thing about this, I think this is both Pastor Terrell and God's sense of humor to, to give me patience, all right? So on all of the fruits of the Spirit that are displayed, right, let's, let's go through these again because I love this, right, uh, beginning of verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, love, love is a many splendid thing, love lifts us up where we belong, all you need is love, right, we are into love, love is not difficult to get behind, amen, right, we love. Love, right? It's a good thing. So, and then we go to joy. Joy. Everything is joyful. Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome, right? You know, like joy is good. We love to experience joy. And then you get to peace. Like the hippies in the 70s had this on lock, right? Peace. Everyone loves peace. Who doesn't love peace? Peace is super awesome. And then we get to patience. <laughs> then we get to patience. Some of, some of your, your translations might even be so bold as to call it long-suffering, which is super exciting for the Christian, right? It's like we get all pumped, like peace, love, joy, long-suffering. <laughs> Yay. I'm super pumped about this one. And, and they gave this one to me because we're like, God is good to teach us how to love. He is good to give us joy, and he is, he is good to give us peace that passes all understanding, and he's good to break us well. We're grateful to God when he gives us his love. We're grateful to God when he gives us his joy, his peace. But what? Wh- how do we treat God when he gives us his brokenness? When, when he gives us the kind of brokenness that he wants us to possess, to reflect his son, Jesus. Do we trust him to break us well? Do we trust that his hand is on that and leading that and guiding that? That's patience. That's long-suffering. That's really difficult to get excited about. Amen? Like, that's a tough one. So here we go. Um, That's what we're about to jump into. So come with me, won't you? Um, We're going to dive into this. So I was, there's a lot of reasons to be excited this morning. Yes, there is. Thank you, Jeremy. I appreciate that. You can always count on Jeremy for some enthusiasm, man. He has is, he is got it. He is in love with the Lord. He is excited about working with our young people. Just a really cool dude. So I want to take a minute and, and show you a little bit about what's going on right here. Do you, guys, do you guys know what this is? Bonsai, right? This is a bonsai tree. Everyone knows what a bonsai tree is. I want to tell you about how I was introduced to bonsai trees. So I love bonsai trees. And there's, there's a reason. I'm going to wrap this all together nicely. It's going to make sense in a moment. Just follow me down this rabbit trail. ADHD moment. Let's take an adventure, shall we? So here's, here's what we're doing. So Bonsai tree. I was first introduced to the Bonsai tree in a wonderful movie called The Karate Kid. And if you guys know The Karate Kid, it is the legend of daniel Sun, the Great as he stepped into this coming-of-age tale, this young adolescent boy raised by a single mom from Jersey moves over into, I'm pretty sure it's California. I think that's where All Valley is. You see, I'm wearing the, uh, the All Valley State Champs of Cobra Kai. 1984, what up? This is original. This is not from the Cobra Kai TV show. This is old school because I'm old. But here's, here's, right. here's, here's the cool thing about this. That's where I was introduced to the bonsai tree, and I'm gonna set the scene for you. So Daniel is having, and I connected with Daniel a lot, right, Daniel was raised by a single mom, I was raised by a single mom, Daniel was really not cool. Don't let the current exterior fool you, I know I am very cool now, but when I was, yeah, please contain yourselves, but when I was younger, I was very not cool, right, I was like the nerd, the geek, the loser, the weirdo, that, that was for sure me, and that's totally not me now. <laughs> anyway, um, So, don't judge. So, skipping ahead, um, there's this tale about Daniel. Yeah, like, where was I? Thank you, Jesus. Uh, So, this is the tale of Daniel the Great, right? Daniel's son. And he was having kind of a tough time adjusting to this new school that he was attending. And uh, he wasn't really doing a great job of making friends. However, uh, he had a certain incident that caused his bike to get wrecked. And he comes home one night to find his bike in full repair. It was taken care of. Of course, he knew who did the repairing. It was this wisely elder sage that we now know as Pat Morita, but we call him Mr. Miyagi, right? And he was the guy. He was the sage. He was the dude, and he totally abided in this film. Uh, He was the one that, that kind of ran the show and held the wisdom, especially when it came to martial arts. So my whole family is super into martial arts. I've been into it for a really long time. My whole family's into it. We love it a lot because of the Karate Kid. So finding his bike in disrepair, it's destroyed. He decides he's going to go thank Mr. Miyagi for what he did. And when he does, he finds Mr. Miyagi in this sort of greenhouse garden setting where he is tending to his bonsai trees. Now, this is a really cool thing that, that he was tending these bonsai trees. These beautiful little, like, I, I like bonsai trees because they're regal looking and they're kind of ancient and they're super awesome. But they also tie into this movie that means a lot to me. And he was teaching Daniel how to prune and care for these bonsai trees. And it was this very, like, patience-esque sort of thing. In fact, something that I came to understand about bonsai trees and the connection to patience is you have to have a lot of patience to care for these things. You can't water them, uh, give them too much sun, uh, give them too much space within their the, the pot that they reside. If you give them too much or too little of anything, it could kill them, right? So you also need to understand how to patiently approach these plants because you can't do all of it at once. And that's kind of what we're talking about. So what happened was, from what I understand in the military, they would give their military snipers bonsai trees to care for, sort of introduce them to the idea of this long-term patience kind of thing. Because think about this, military snipers, they've got to be prepared and perched and ready in position, unmoving for days at a time, and be fully prepared to never take a shot if it never presents itself. Right? That takes intense focus, intense patience to say, I'm going to sit here until the thing happens, and if the thing doesn't happen, then I'm not going to do the thing, right? What it, you, we know what the thing is, but like we're, when we're dealing with the bonsai tree, they would give them that to sort of kind of teach them, introduce them settings of patience. So I wanted to look a little bit deeper into the caring of the bonsai tree by asking God, who uses analogies, right? Jesus does this a lot. We call them parables, but they're, they're simple stories that tell a complex truth about God's word. Right? And he would do this to his disciples, for his disciples, explain very simple things. The prodigal son is one of these examples. The, the coin is one of these examples. The wheat and the chaff is one of these examples. Well, I, I think the bonsai tree is an excellent illustration for how we can approach patience in a godly way. And I want to do this by jumping in and understanding where we apply this patience. So the first thing I want to talk about is patience in loss. You know what these are? Very cool scissors. But more specifically, they're pruning shears. So what you use these for is you find little parts and pieces that don't necessarily belong, and you remove those parts and pieces. Now, here's the thing about this. When you're pruning a tree, there's a few different reasons that you will prune a bonsai tree. The first reason is because the limb that you're pruning, that you're removing, is dead. So we're talking about patience in loss. I want to draw your attention to Romans chapter 14, verse 8. For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. Would you guys agree that 2020 had been a rough year? Yeah, I think we can universally agree to that. So 2020 was particularly difficult for me. I lost two fathers last year. And to clarify, uh, I was raised by a single mom. Her stepfather, who adopted her, my grandfather, played a huge role in raising me. He passed away last year. What's more, my stepfather, who then married my mom and took a big role in my life as well, also passed away last year. 2020 kind of sucked, like universally. It was, it was rough. However, God has an amazing method of bringing beauty from ashes. He has this amazing way of taking painful situations, the pruning, the loss of people that we love and turning that into amazing opportunities to carry on a created legacy. So the first reason reason that we prune some of these limbs off of the bonsai tree is because they're dead. They've served their purpose, right? They're brown, they're crispy, they're not providing any more nutrition for the tree. It's time for them to be removed. This can be difficult for us as people because these are people we love. These are people we cherish, that we draw close to, that we draw from. Their wisdom, their knowledge, their kindness, their patience, all of their fruits that they bear to us. We love them for these reasons. But we also understand that when God sees fit to bring that separation, that we have to understand that that's part of God's plan. The nutrients, the wisdom, the love, the everything else that we've needed to receive from those people, we've received it. It's time for our story to continue. Not just having received what they have for us, but then to carry that on in a sense of legacy. Do you understand what I'm saying when I mean that? Like, it's not just enough to sit and receive and receive and receive and receive from these people that we love and we care for so much and to get this amazing stuff from them, but then it becomes our responsibility to take that amazing stuff and do something with it. It's not enough to just receive and sit on a legacy it then becomes our responsibility to carry it, amen? When good things are poured into us, guess what? We're full of good things. It's time to start pouring that into others. That's one of the ways that we find peace and patience in the moments of loss, when we lose those. That was part of God's plan. That was part of something that God understood that was destined for us. And now we have the nutrients and that limb is removed, it can be painful, but we have patience for those seasons, for those new normals. It's what I heard after every funeral. So we find that new normal, right? When we find that new normal, we find our way to carry on that legacy, the way that God has poured into us to carry on what that person has put into us. Now, there's another reason that we prune the tree. There's another reason that we will lose these limbs. And again, we continue with the idea of patience in loss is that some of these limbs might look healthy, right? That's a green limb. It looks good. It was It was helping to provide nutrition, but it was also drawing nutrition from the tree. And the thing you've got to understand about this reason for pruning this limb is that it might have been good, but it wasn't part of the final design. This limb was good. Nothing bad about it healthy little limb, but it had to go because it wasn't part of the final design. And between now and being a part of the final design, it would have drawn nutrients from the trunk of the tree. It would have taken from what was supposed to have been invested into the final design. It looked good, by all intents and purposes, was good, but turned out not to be. See, here's what happens. We, We tend to, as people, we take a good thing, it's not a bad thing, it's a good thing, and we turn it into a God thing. Right? We take a good thing, and in our pursuit of God, we forget to worship God, and we start worshiping this thing. It could have been any number. It could have been a great thing. It could have been a job, a promotion, new fancy car, a child. None of these things are bad. These are all very good. But as soon as they replace that, that throne of authority that God is supposed to hold in our lives, the good thing becomes a God thing, and then it's a bad thing. It might not inherently be bad. But it might not be a part of our final design either. And in understanding that, we're able to have patience for that thing. We read this in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. We can't allow ourselves to be so sold out to the idea of what we think our final shape should be while God is still sanctifying us. Amen while God is still shaping us, while God is still making us into what we want to be. Who's really excited about this message so far, right? Like, yes. <laughs> this, is, this is not one of the, the most fun things to go over. Like, it's, it's not the most exciting thing in the world to be like, follow God, it's going to be rough. <sighs> Try pitching that, right? Like, follow God, it's super exciting and it's going to be one of the greatest challenges of your life. But here's the promise of patience. Here's the truth that we rest on. The pain that we endure as we grow in God is far less than the pain that we endure as we're seeking the world. I've cried over the pruning that God has brought into my life. But had I succumbed to the pruning that the world tried to shape me into, I'd have died long ago. He says my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That doesn't mean my burden is absent. That doesn't mean my burden is non-existent. That doesn't mean you're on Big Rock Candy Mountain, right? That means the road that we travel is not meant to be easy. It's meant to be useful. So not just pruning, there's some other important things when it comes to shaping this tree, and I want to talk about this next one. So we're going to talk about, we talked about patience in loss. I want to talk a little bit about patience under tension. So you see there's this copper wire kind of hanging off of here, and these copper wires are wound around different limbs, and they're wound around them so that those limbs will be malleable so that they can take the final shape that they're intended to because once it's wrapped around Suddenly, it's bendable. You can move it. You can make it into the shape that you want to make it. Now, the thing about the wire is it's, it's a foreign introduction. This, this plant wasn't sprouting with wire in it. We had to introduce something foreign onto the plant in order to be able to shape it into its final design. Here's why this is important. The Holy Spirit goes to war with our reach toward ungodly things. For the sake of this analogy, the wire is the Holy Spirit coming into our life, coming into our heart. And he wraps himself around everything, around who we are, around our identity, around our value, around our relationships, around our callings, around our works, around our jobs, around everything. When our name is written in the Lamb's book of life, we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes into our life and changes everything. He gets inside, does what we've asked him to do, wraps himself around all of these things, and then begins shaping us into what we're supposed to be. Now, the thing about being shaped, the thing about being wrapped and and surrounded and filled by the Holy Spirit is that there's some tension in that. There's some discomfort with those things. Because I don't know about you, but like when God got a hold of me, I was not pointing the direction that God ultimately wanted me to face. So if I were to take this bonsai tree and if I were to place it inside of a room with a single window, that tree is going to grow toward where that window is because it's going to reach for what it, it knows it's best, right? It's going to reach for what it thinks it's best. It's going to start taking its own shape based on the direction that it's reaching. Inversely, we don't really know what's best. We start reaching for things that we think are going to fill this God-sized hole that only God can fill. And none of it's going to fulfill us. None of it's going to be satisfaction. None of it's going to change who we are. It's just going to add a couple things. It's just going to feel a little different but it's not going to fulfill. We're gonna reach, we're gonna have the shape about us, and then the Holy Spirit's gonna wrap himself around us, and he's gonna turn us into the shape that we were meant to be. Now, this is gonna cause some tension. Patience in tension. The Holy Spirit goes to war with our reach toward the ungodly things. This is called conviction. 2 Corinthians chapter seven, verse 10 says, for godly grief produces repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. How many of you guys have felt this worldly grief? I've felt this worldly grief. It's awful. It's challenging. There's no peace to it. There's no answer for it. It's just heartache. It's just pain. It's just unanswered. When we reach for the Lord, when we allow ourselves to be shaped under that tension, it causes change, real change. Not like I want to feel better change, but like I have a purpose change. When we grow, we're just, we're just kind of growing. We're unkept, we're not cared for, we're sort of loosey-goosey, we're reaching for whatever seems good at the time. But when you're shaped, you are lovingly cared for. You're, you're, you're wrapped around, and that's the tension of the direction change. Chapter, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. This is difficult. This is really easy to read because it sounds good. I'm going to keep moving so the camera is going to have to follow me. <laughs> now, um, this, is, this is easy to say, difficult to put into practice. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Super easy to say. But do we really trust in the Lord with everything we have? Do we really give it all to God? And then, the second part, do not lean on your own understanding. Well, in this world, that's about all we have to lean on, right? That's where our instincts come from. That's how we make, you know, common sense decisions, our understanding. That's how we make prudent choices. Here's the thing, though. When we depend On our understanding, we are deeply limited by our perspective. Deeply limited. And our perspective to God is the same as an ant's perspective of the eagle. The ant might know his tunnels, the ant might know the dirt, but he doesn't see the landscape that the eagle sees. Right? And as we go to God, he sees the whole landscape, he gets it. Past, present, He knows the shape that he wants to make us. He knows the purpose that he wants us to fulfill. He knows the fulfillment that he wants to bring us. Would we only allow him? But oftentimes, to trust him, to follow him, we've got to let go of of our own understanding. So we gotta stop trying to put the pieces together sometimes. When we look at a situation, we're like, oh well, I see where this is going. Oh, well, I know, well, that makes sense now. Of course it does. You heard people say hindsight's 2020? You know why people say hindsight's 2020? Because before hindsight, we made bad choices. <laughs> and it's easy to know what the right choice is after everything is done. Well, guess what? God knows what the right choice is, He's there. He's here and he's there, he knows. And oftentimes things will look like they're going one way, man, that ain't it chief, it's not what things end up happening to be. And finally, we learn patience under tension in probably one of the ways that's that's closest to my heart and that's when the tension never leaves. See, the thing about the wire, when it's introduced to the tree to help shape the tree, the tree actually grows around it. The wire can't ever be removed or you risk killing the tree. Or at very best, if it doesn't kill the tree, the tree then resumes its original shape and it's no longer following the design that it was lovingly crafted and intended toward. But if we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 9, so to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given to me in the flesh a messenger of Satan, to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. I'm going to read that again because that's important. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Okay, let's take this a step further. Follow God, that thing that's bugging you may never get better. Woo! It's weird, right? That doesn't make sense. But you think about this. Like this is this is a real thing. For some of us, it's grief. For some of us, it's forgiveness. For some of us, it's an addiction. For some of us, it's a person, a relationship. All of us have something that maybe we've prayed about and we've wrestled with and we've struggled with. And for whatever reason, God does not remove. It hurts, doesn't it? It's tough, isn't it? It's really tough to preach on. But it's truth. Why do we have that thorn? Why do we have that thing that we wrestle with? Why do we have that fight that we have to win every single day? Maybe it's someone we lost. Maybe we're addicted to something. Maybe it's some sort of demon that we've got to conquer every single day. And for whatever reason, God has seen fit not to remove that. Is God still good? Yes. Yes. Is God sovereign? Yes. So why then? Because that's that's the atheist argument, right? God can't be all-knowing and all-good. Because if he sees the terrible that's happening in the world, how come he doesn't intervene? Because we live in a sinful, fallen world. He intervenes on all who allow him. And forces himself on no one. That's love. So why then when we come to him with our thoughts? with this thing that we've prayed about and for over and over again. Why does he not remove it? Because, as Paul tells us, it is a purifying, refining fire. It keeps us humble. It is the ash from which beauty is grown. Every single person in this congregation today, myself included, the trials that you've faced, the challenges that you've dealt with, the struggles that you have felt, the addictions that you battle day in and day out equips you, To reach someone that no one else in the world can reach. It is the tool that God has equipped you and you alone with. Do not let it go to waste, church. Do not let the thing that Satan has convinced you is your weakness to keep you from using the tool that God has graced you with to reach the people that only you can reach. Have you lost a child? I felt that pain, I'm so deeply sorry. But you have the ability to use that to minister to others. Do you face an addiction every single day? I felt that pain, I'm so sorry. But God has given you that to reach others. Do you struggle with the relationship with someone that you love very much? I felt that pain. But God wants to use you and that to reach someone that no one else can reach. This thorn that Satan and the world would convince us is God's disinterest? That is a lie. It is his love that allows you to carry that badge of humility that allows you to reach people that no one else in the world can. Just you. And I don't care where you think you are in God's hierarchy today. There's someone that only you can reach. You are treasured. You are valued. Were it for only you the cross would have still been for Christ. He still would have died just for you. That's how much he loves you. That is patience under tension. That is patience that we are called to endure because there is a purpose. It is a refining fire. And when we look at what this means, we have our shape, we have our tension. It might not go away, but we're growing. We're being who God's called us to be. We've dealt with the pain of loss. We've been pruned. We've dealt with the pain of tension. We've been shaped, and now we grow grow if you're anything like me I like to move I like to keep going I'm excited I'm ambitious I've I'm hyperactive right I'm caffeinated presently but like you like I like to get going everything is kind of a stepping stone right and this is especially in in modern like in our culture where we live like we're always looking to the next thing aren't we Right? We got, like, iPhone 8 and 10 at the same time. That's weird. But, like, think about this. Like, we're always looking for what's next. Like, before you finish a movie, you're talking about the sequel. Before you do, you know, like, we're always thinking about that next step. We're always thinking about, okay, I'm here, so where do I go? What if God is saying, you're here because I put you here. Be here. What if God is saying... The soil that I've planted you in is exactly what you need. The limbs that I've removed from you are what you don't need. And the tension that I've placed around you is the shape that I need you to be. Now grow. Well, that's not exciting, is it? Right? But, but here's the thing. We wait, but we don't do nothing. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Patience doesn't mean do nothing. Patience means wait on the Lord. Be faithful. Grow. Bear the fruit that God called you to do. That means don't jump ship. Don't be dissatisfied with where God has placed you. It doesn't matter if you're behind a pulpit or a broom. If that's where God has placed you, be there. Serve God. I spent a lot of years not behind a pulpit. I spent a lot of years behind a hose fighting fire. I spent a lot of time learning how to be a plumber. I spent a lot of time assembling appliances. I spent a lot of time doing some weird stuff, guys. Like, weird things. But for whatever reason, God's placed me in those spots every single time. And it wasn't hindsight was twenty twenty. It was that faith in God, trusting that having patience in that season would yield grapefruit, not grapefruit, grapefruit. Grapefruit's delicious, but I digress. Being patient in those seasons would yield grapefruit. We have to have patience in the process. I want you to know something about this tree here. Um, really cool thing about bonsai trees is that they're not a breed of tree. Do you guys know this? A bonsai tree is only the way the tree is shaped. Bonsai is only the way the tree is cared for. This is a juniper tree. Any tree can be a bonsai tree, literally any tree fern, oak, I don't know, other trees as well. I'm not a botanist, it's not my jam, that's okay. I'm sure there are things, there are trees, all kinds of, if if it may, you know, anyway. Any tree can be a bonsai tree. So it doesn't matter what you're made of. It doesn't matter how you got here. It doesn't matter what you look like now, you're shapeable. Not only are you shapeable, you are deeply desired to be shaped. Not only are you deeply desired to be shaped, but a plan has already been made for you. When you were knitted together in your mother's womb, God had a plan for you. He said, that one, I love that one so much. I see that one in their filth. I see that one in their disgust. I see that one in their grossest, most damnable place. And I'm going to reach out to them and love them with the very best of me. I'm going to send my boy. I'm going to send Jesus. And he's going to die a death on a cross that is said to be cursed. And he's going to do that for that person, for you. that's how much he longs to shape us to make us into what he designed us to be 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation the old has passed away behold the new has come Patience is really about one thing in the end. And Miyagi says this to Daniel when he's pruning, he's afraid. He's like, I'm afraid I'm going to cut too much. I'm afraid I'm going to kill it. I'm afraid I'm going to do something wrong. And Mr. Miyagi says, close your eyes. Trust. Close your eyes. Trust. Patience is about trusting God matter our circumstances. When it hurts, trust God. When you're bored, trust God. When you've lost, trust God. When you're struggling, trust God. When you're dealing with that addiction, that thorn, trust God. When you're dealing with that person that you love, uses to see things your way. Trust God. When you're dealing with any of the thousands of attempts that Satan uses to break us down, tear us apart, divide us as a person and ultimately separate us from our savior. Trust God. It's not easy. It's not attractive. It's not exciting. It's honest. And it yields life. I want to take a minute and pray. But before we do, I want to explain something. We've been talking about the shaping power of the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about a Savior that loves you so very much. But I believe it would be naive to think that every single person in this place has a relationship with Jesus, understands that on a personal level. And I'm gonna tell you, person to person, if you don't have it, it's very difficult to understand. And I will also tell you lovingly, as someone who has it, a relationship with Christ, that is, it's the greatest part of me. It really is. Like, you're seeing a broken, goofy dude in, you know, a, a... fanboy t-shirt, but in truth, the best part of me is Jesus. The only reason this conversation goes anywhere is because of Jesus. The only reason that my words hold any weight is because of Jesus. The only reason that my life holds any value is because of Jesus. The only reason that my brokenness was fixed, the only reason that what wasn't fixed was made to use for his kingdom is because of Jesus. The only reason that I am breathing, excited, full of joy, full of life, full of love, desperate for you to share in this relationship with Jesus because of Jesus. This wire represents the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's much bigger than this wire. This is not to scale. Um, But a big part of the mentoring program that we're doing with our young people is to help them grow in their relationship with Christ, our young adults, to help them mature in their faith. And it's important to me that we lay realistic expectations in that when you love Jesus, Jesus loves you. That doesn't mean you never have to go to war. That doesn't mean that days aren't difficult. That doesn't mean that things don't get hard. But what that means is before you ever fight in the war, the victory has already been won. And the victory doesn't exist because you fought in it. We win, whether I'm involved or not. Jesus just asked to share the victory with us. God doesn't need you. God doesn't need me. But he loves us. And he's reached out to us at a great cost. And that's love. He won't force his way on you. Like the karate kid, he's not going to you know, break down a door to your heart. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Gently, loving, patient, he knocks. I would encourage you to open the door if you haven't made that decision today because that's the greatest decision I've ever made. And let me tell you, I married a fantastic woman. That's a really good decision. The decision to follow God was better. best decision I ever made. So I encourage you to make it because I love you. Not because it's my job, because it's my calling. It's why I was created. It's what I've been shaped into. Father, we thank you so much for this time that you've given us today. We ask that you would continue to pour into us throughout this week. We ask that you would take the truth of your word and convict our hearts with it we ask that you would take what is ashes and make it into beauty. Give us the ability to ask for you. Give us the ability, the strength to answer that calling, to open the door that you're knocking at our heart. Help us to bear these fruits. Help us to bear patience when it is most needed. Help us to like Christ. Seek only your will. We love you and thank you. Father, we celebrate those who have given their lives to ensure and protect our freedoms. We thank you for loving us and setting the ultimate example of the ultimate sacrifice in front of us as an opportunity to share in your victory. May we respond to you. May we hear you. May we love you. And all these things we ask in Christ Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. appreciate that very much.
1: Thank you. Very encouraging and very challenging as well. We appreciate all the effort that Adam gave us. I'm glad he's on our team. Well, we're going to transition and close our service now. We start with their offering. And so we're going to ask you to be faithful in your giving and and prepare that. As we leave, we put the offering in the bucket. There's a lot of different ways to give here at Freedom Church. And I usually scroll them on the screen. But, you know, online, the kiosk out in the back there, you can mail it in. You Just give here a lot of different ways. Listen, if you're here and you know for sure that you desire a relationship with Jesus that you don't presently have. Uh, We have prayer leaders here. We'll be along the edges of our stage out front here. I'll be with them, and we'd love to pray with you. We'd love to explain the good news of Jesus with you, how much he loves you, and how you can know for sure that he is your Savior. If you have a need of any sort, next steps, uh, we can pray with you here or also take you over to the Connection Center and meet with other leaders. Uh, We are here to help you take those next steps with your uh, Savior. And so once again, we are so glad that you're here. If this is your first time, uh, we welcome you, as we did earlier, our VIPs. We'd love to have a record of your visit. And in front of your seat there, you'll see a Connect card. And if you could fill it out uh, as much as you can, as much as you're comfortable with doing, we'd love to give you a a gift to commemorate your visit. You can take that card right outside these middle doors. You'll see Info Center there. We have a special gift uh, for you. And we want you to know uh, we'd love to have you back next week, all right? So let's stand together. We're going to have a word of prayer uh, for our offering. This week, we are promoting our ING groups, as we've been talking about for several weeks. Those are our activity-based connect groups for the summer. As you leave here, you'll be handed a little handout with the listing of those who, uh, that are available for you this summer. And the way that you go to sign up for those is, number one, uh, you can log on to our website and sign up through the groups uh, link there, and or number two, uh, take that connect card and write down, if you know one even today, this is for next week, but even if you know today, I know one for sure that I want to do, just write that on the connect card, write your name, contact info, and drop it in the bucket as well as you leave. We're looking forward to a com- uh, you know encouraging fellowship time, uh, praying together, doing all kinds of things, ING type things this summer. Let's have a word of prayer. We'll ask God's blessing upon the offering, and this prayer will dismiss us as well. Father, we are grateful for the time together today. We are grateful, Lord, to worship you, to honor your name. Thank you, Father, for your amazing grace. Bless your church, dear God. Meet the needs here that we have in our families, in our marriages, in our our workplaces, whatever the needs are today. I pray in Jesus' name that your Holy Spirit would comfort Guide, lead us to your truth. Bless, Lord, your church. Bless your people. We Pray for this offering, Lord, that it would meet the needs that you've given us here as we seek to love people in your name, as we seek to help them find you. So bless the offering. Lord, we ask again for those who have suffered loss because of of family or friends uh, giving their lives in, in service to our country. Bless them this Memorial Day, holiday, and beyond. We are very grateful. And we ask, God, that you uh, dismiss us with your love. Father, bring us back. Give us a good week of loving and sharing uh, you with others. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you give, and you're dismissed. Thank you for coming.
0: Good morning, everyone. I hope you guys enjoyed today's service. I just wanted to kind of wrap up and give you guys some next steps. If you have given your life to Christ today, that's awesome and we want to know about it. Um, If you are watching online or on the app, we have a little hamburger icon you can click on and it'll take you to the connection card and you can just mark that for us. And if you're on Facebook, if you go to the description, you can find a link and it'll take you to the connection card. While you're there, you might see some other next steps. If you're interested in any of those next steps, just mark that too. And um, we'll get that, and we'll be more than happy to work with you about your walk with Christ and what um, is going to happen after today. We're going to move into a time of giving. Here at Freedom Church, we believe that you can't outgive God. If you are on the app or the website, you can just go to that same um, icon and click the link to give. And if you're on Facebook, you can go to the link in the description. Um, And if you would like to send in your tithe, you can do that. We'll have the address to the church right here on the screen, and we'll get that safe and secure. We hope you guys have a great day, and peace out. Thank you.